Welcome. Hey, this is Kevin Shinnick, writer of Star Wars Force Collector. I'm Kevin Scott, one of the story architects of Star Wars The High Republic. This is Dominic Pace, who plays Gekko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Claudia Gray. I write Star Wars books. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. To Star Wars Comics in Canon, the Force is strong with this one. Hello friends, just a quick note to say what this podcast is going to entail. There's a first part which is myself and Megan recording when we're at the Excel Centre waiting in the queue to get into Star Celebration. Then the next part, Megan's a little bit tired. And then the final part is when Megan's quite nice and awake. And we talk about what we expect from Star Celebration and what we want. And then what we experience from the first day. And then what we experience from the second day. So the audio quality does vary a little bit just because, especially in that pre-part, we are literally surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people. So just want to pre-warn on that but it's a really good conversation really good fun with megan so proud of you for joining me on this even though you are now part falling asleep again i'm not falling asleep yeah she is i'm waiting for you to do this so i can watch come dine with me i know my love um <laughs> but yeah friends just thank you for listening as always i'll not be back at the end but i'll put some details in the description but just follow me on social media if, if it's your first time tuning in at genuine chit chat and on instagram and twitter you can see some of the photos of the things that we speak about today so thank you very much and i hope you enjoy this conversation have fun Can hear the background noise. And here we are at Star Wars Celebration, bringing you all queue. of the news. Don't talk like that. Waiting in the queue, sat down like peasants. Like little peasant children. Little peasant children on the streets of London. <laughs> but it's not the streets, no. but in the XL warehouse. It's, yeah, this is pretty opposite to being like well, it's, homeless. It's like, a, it's like a hangar. It does feel like a hangar, yeah. The XL centre is absolutely colossal. Like, you just think, like, how big this is for the queuing area, how big it's going to be for, like, actual stuff. It makes me very nervous and anxiety-inducing. Well, hopefully by tomorrow or the day after, you'll be less desensitized. Yeah. Desensitized to the well, no, because tomorrow's going to be busier. People. There's still limit. There's still tickets available for today and Monday. That is true. And also, we'll probably get used to it, and then we'll have Mitchell joining us on Sunday. Yeah. And then we'll do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you most excited for? Don't know. Cool. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll speak. <laughs> I'm excited about that cod liver tablet that's on the floor. Yum, yum. Why don't you eat it and see if it gives you superpowers? Oh, yeah. Gets me into all the panels, that cod liver oil tablet, that one. <laughs> don't touch it. It definitely is a cod liver oil tablet. <laughs> um, what Someone's going to step about? on it. Someone is going to step on it in this queue. Oh, yeah, and they're going to fall, like on a banana peel. I don't think it's um, big enough. Uh, are you talking about today or in general? Both. Right. In general, I want to meet Warwick Davis. Well, that's a guarantee. Hopefully a guarantee. But I know that it's going to be super speedy, so I don't want to get my expectations too high for it. Yeah. Because from what I understand, it's literally just going to be, here's a picture, snap, go. Um, well, I imagine, I think about 30 seconds is how much you get. Yeah. So that will be fun. Otherwise, I'm excited to see all of the different costumes and if well we're waiting we're going to see how busy the queue is for the panel aren't we this morning but otherwise there's some travel like tourism panels about where Star Wars has been filmed so that will be quite cool today and one specifically about Italy yeah so it'll be interesting to see some of the places if you've been to them um, her bag's got General Grievous on it yeah you'll see all, all layers of Star Wars fans there'll be people who are comic nerds High Republic nerds uh, Clone Wars animation, live action. Oh, that's Everyone. what I was going to say. On the train, 
um, there was there was someone dressed as Ahsoka Tano and the girl in front of me was like who's that meant to be and then her partner was like it's Ahsoka Tano and she was like who's that <laughs> and I was like then his her partner laughed and then he was like you know that Jedi in the Mandalorian played by Rosario Dawson I was like also featured in the Clone Wars <laughs> that's probably where most people know her <laughs> yeah you're no true fan <laughs> no gatekeeper here I'm joking anyone's a fan yeah, unless you're a Friends fan, and then they're not allowed to quote Friends unless they've seen every single episode. I don't. It's not something I stand by Friends. It's something I stand by in general. It's like if I was quoting, "I'll be back," before I'd seen the Terminator. You do do that. I've seen it. If you can't remember it, I can. You you quote. Uh, he drives through the wall. All right. Do you remember the? Uh, you do quote. What was it? Uh, it's not get back to the chopper. There's another thing I say that's an Arnold Schwarzeneggerism. Let's get back to the chopper. Yeah, it's like um, I have never ever said that sentence. Well, no, it's let's like, get back to the chopper. That is not even close to how it said it. Let's get back to the chopper. Uh, no, it's uh, oh, there's something that I said. I say it quite frequently at the moment. It's I do it in the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. I can't remember. Don't know. Doesn't matter. Does, it's not about Star Wars. Not yet. Not until Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up in Star Wars. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know if he ever will. That'd be cool though. The Schwarzenorian. Right. Um, I think what I'm most excited for putting the High Republic stuff that's my jam yeah and get some stuff signed as well yeah on the, but the Monday, Monday is going to be the big signing day it'll be see uh, Kevin Scott Charles Saul Daniel Jose Alda and Claudia Gray it's a shame and George Mann it's a shame that uh, Justine Ireland isn't here because if she was that means I'd be able to get every single High Republic book signed but and she's written four of them but alas 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 Maybe another time. But I'm excited to see Kevin Scott. I'm intrigued to know if he'll recognise me or not. You know. I, I hope he will. But I also understand that I just chat with him for an hour. Maybe he won't. Be like, hi, I'm Michael Burton of um, Genuine Chit Chat. Here's my business card. <laughs> well, he did, to be fair, he did record an intro for me. So, you know, it's a subtle way. It's also like, hey, I guess uh, someone famous to, you know, introduce my show. But also, it'll probably make them remember the show more if they have to say it. So, yeah, High Republic stuff I'm most excited for, which is probably the stuff you're least excited for, of the stuff that we're specifically going to be doing. Yeah, probably. Um, Especially I, seeing as what the High Republic thing clashes with, like, the only panel that I would really want to go and see that day, which is about drag and Star Wars. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's really annoying, and I'm really sorry. It's, it, it, all of the things that I want to go and see all clash with something big. Which is really quite frustrating. All the stuff, everything. So, like, there's the Lucasfilm announcement today, which we're not going to go see, so that we can go and see the tourism stuff. Because tomorrow the High Republic thing's on, and I won't get to see the one that I actually want to go and see. Although we're meeting Warwick Davis. Yeah, well, I think it's a fair trade. Is that today we'll go to the tourism stuff that you want to see, and then in the because the High Republic is just the one. It's the only thing that I really want to see, and I'm so glad we got the Saturday tickets because obviously Saturday had all the High Republic stuff. Just surprised by. I did tell you. No, but High Republic isn't as big as like some of the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. But yeah, so we're waiting in the queue, seeing a few cosplayers, but there's a lot to see. Megan doesn't really kind of understand the scope of how many people are here. Yeah, I mean, I'm already stressed about the amount of people that are here, and this isn't even like we got here an hour after you could start queuing, so we're here an hour before the place actually opens. 
and there's a shit ton of people already. Oh, yeah. And then when you're walking to get into the queue, you know when you're like at a theme park and there's not really a queue, so you manage to walk past all of the barriers and get to the front, but they haven't like done it so that you can go the shortcut way and you have to literally weave around everything. Yep. You see every single queue that is possible and it's a bit overwhelming. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it'll be fine. You know, the good thing is there's places, um, I know the Anaheim one, there's like a quiet room. You can just go in there and have a breather. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember if there's one here or not. But in any case, you can just walk out out there. Like when I was here before, I think when I was with Bradley, Jasmine Bradley wanted a cigarette. So we just went out one of the, there's an exit somewhere on the back. And you just go outside and sit outside. Yeah. So I'll be able to do all that. Yeah. Although I am surprised there don't seem to be any Mandalorian related like Lucasville panels it might be because obviously Mando. no there is one is there yeah um, there's, there's, there's one there's a making of Andor panel today which I wouldn't mind seeing um, there's oh wait hold on yeah no there's one from Doug Chang Chang right that's on Sunday Chang and it's designing Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Mandalorian ah oh, right that's that the only one that I well, that's the only one that I wrote down anyway, because I made a spreadsheet. Yeah. Classic uh, Megan on her spreadsheets. To be fair, Mike asked me to make the spreadsheet. Well, just, Don't start making it seem I just like know, I did that out I just know how much you like spreadsheets, so I thought it would be apt. But, yeah, it's... Because there's the Andor one later on today, which is the making of, which you wouldn't mind seeing. I don't have that one written down. I, I'm not... I'm happy to just kind of you float them out. You add to my spreadsheet like I asked you to, so... I forgot, I was busy. So was I. Yeah, but I was doing like podcasty stuff. Yeah, and I was doing other stuff. I don't, I don't. But I appreciate it anyway. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on. Going to see a lot of cool cosplayers. Lot uh, go to a few fan My panels. My mission is to find someone dressed as Kit Fisto and have a picture, or at least a Nautilus. Kit Fisto would be ideal. I mean, you might be able to. You might be lucky, but it's going to be hard pushed for a green tentacle man. Well, there will be. If there's some High Republic cosplay, which there will be, um, there's a High Republic character who is a Nautilus, like Kit Fisto, who is also green and is a male. But he had his tentacles cut off. So. Rookie. It seems the Herald. Rookie error. Cutting your tentacles off. He didn't cut his own tentacles off. He was severely no, well, like, used, I, I think. I want a picture with Kit Fisto. Okay, we'll try and find him. Yeah. Yes. But I think it'll be enough for now, because others will just waffle in the queue about half an hour till we go in so yeah all good fun when we have quiet moments we'll somewhat keep this thing updated or we'll just record in the hotel room who knows but friends thank you as always i will speak to you soon and may the force be with you bye <laughs>but it's locked so you can't go in there yeah but every so often we hear random voices random voices yeah and the door isn't sealed very well so you can hear people outside cars 
people. It was not an expensive accommodation. Well, for London, for it wasn't London, expensive. It was cheap. Yeah, um, and it's it's fine. It's not an issue. We're not going to tell you where it is, but it's basically like someone's got quite a big house, and they've basically split it into eight. It's near Redbridge. Right, we don't need to delve any more into that. But it's basically the house is like it's a fairly big house that'd be comfortable for a large family and instead they've basically split it into eight parts so the bottom is four and yeah the there's lots four. of different apartments this is a very small yeah like the, the thing we're staying in right now is probably about the size of what our lounge well it's a studio apartment and yeah. it doesn't even have a doesn't oven. have a hob or an oven so we've been oven. we've been cooking sausages in the microwave to take with us the next to day take the with us sausage sandwiches <laughs> with some fruit and protein bars this has been all very good fun um, but Megan has been having some horrendous burps with a lot of sausage breath <laughs> and then we were watching an Andor panel and she kept burping and I was trying to hide it <laughs> it wasn't working it was just making it fester and linger for longer <gasps> <laughs> Fortunately, no one was near us. The sausages have made me very gassy. Every like, hour or so, you just either you hear something or you smell the sausage again. <laughs> it's, like, it's not me, and I don't think anyone else here is eating Costco Italian sausages. So it's got to be Megan. <laughs> That's what it is. It's all good fun. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> it's funny. Though. Every so often, my would look at. Every so often, I would just glance at her and squint ever so slightly. Does she know that I knew? <laughs> I got burping into a t shirt at one point to stop it. It didn't help. Every so often, Mike would look at me and be like, Have you just burped? And the answer was yes, every time. <laughs> but we know it's not well. Megan's uh, fruitful uh, burps. Oh. how they were smelling so if anyone was at Star Wars Celebration uh, was there any of the panels that we're about to you're talk in, about and you're you could in smell the tw- you were in the twin sun stage during the handle thing you could smell rancid sausages yeah, you could smell like gone off sausages <laughs> sorry guys the sausages just did I really think they agree with both of us. We're both fine. We haven't had like a bad stomach. It's just that Megan's been It's just made me gassy. Very gassy. Um, but anyway, this isn't the gas podcast. This is actually going to be a Star Wars oh, celebration podcast. God. God. Um, so, <laughs> so for day one, um, we didn't go to the Lucasfilm showcase panel. Um, we, because of where we were in the queue when we got there, we were like, we're probably not going to get in. And rather than going there, queuing up for ages and then not getting in, we decided to go to two other panels that Megan was quite interested by. Yeah. So they were, one was on the fan stage and one was the university stage, which are both sort of fan-led. Well, the fan stage is proper fan-led, but the university stage is kind of like, yeah, they're fans, but they're kind of known in the Star Wars sphere. So the first one was Star Wars Locations, and there were four individuals there, and I can't remember all the names, so apologies, but one was a member of the Norwegian one 501st. One was called James. Um, yeah. One was called Mark. One was Yannette. And then the other ones, I don't remember the well, names. One of them was a Dutch One, one was not from Norway, and one was and from Dutch. I think from... Scottish. Was it a Scottish guy? What? He wasn't Scottish. Was he? Like from Blackpool. That was okay. Blackpool was northern-ish. So he, there was a, a, he, there was an English guy, yeah, but, a Dutch guy, a woman from Norway, and an American. Yeah, yeah. And the the gentleman from Blackpool, he is the creator of Banther Tracks, I think it's called. Um, it's basically a Star Wars locations thing. So the whole panel is all about locations in Star Wars, and they were all involved in going to where Star Wars is filmed in a variety of ways and trying to find places that like I say that, are specific shots that panel felt kind of awkward it was a bit it did at times feel a bit awkward um, and like it, the Dutch guy would say something and then the American guy would be like 
Yes. Okay. So moving on, it's like okay, there's like there was no banter. Yeah, there was there's no banter at all. Um, but it, it was still enjoyable. It was still very. It was interesting. You know, and no slight on them. I just feel like there almost needed to be someone there to kind of. I think some of them were were some of them were nervous the the woman the woman from Norway was her first time and she was really nervous it was one of the funny it's kind of one of the the um, the contradictions almost of being a nerd is that you most nerds are generally introspect um, introverts introverts yeah so most nerds not all of them obviously but a lot of nerds generally become nerdy because either they're not very popular or whatever you know i I'm quite charismatic and quite extroverted, but I am also a big nerd and I wasn't that popular at school and things. I'm not saying nerds can't be popular, but usually the reason people go into alternative media is because they don't want to do what the mainstream stuff is doing. And a lot of the time it's because of either mental health issues or social issues or whatever. But it's just quite a common thing that nerds are not always very extroverted. And obviously when you're hosting a panel about something which, it styles locations is quite interesting, but it, it doesn't... In, in itself it's not the most exciting subject you have to kind of yeah, oil the yeah. gears a bit and I feel like you know this is now going to make me sound like a right dick but like if I was doing it I feel like I could have added a bit more kind of thing oh could you know well it's only because although I have very little talent and not much knowledge outside That's of random true. Star Wars things uh, I do have quite a lot of charisma and it's even when we were watching the other one uniqueness the, nerve and talent yes um, it's just one of those things that I'm pretty good at, like, I've, I've never been called boring. That's one thing I've never been called, you know. I waffle on and I drone on about stuff, but I've never actually been called flat-out boring. I'm not a boring person to talk to. I may talk about boring things, but I'm not a boring person to talk to. Um, but these people, they're really interesting. They were talking about, like, we learned loads about where so much of like, all the films were shot, or the series. There's loads, obviously, in Tunisia, uh, lots of desert stuff. There's loads in the UK and in Scotland, especially stuff from Andor. And it was just really interesting. And we found out that parts of Mustafar, like, were heavily inspired and edited versions of the Mount Etna eruption in Sicily. Yeah, and I've walked up Mount Etna. Yeah, there were certain places you already knew about, like, in The Phantom Menace, the big palace is actually a palace in northern Italy. Uh, Or the middle of Italy, sorry. Yeah, and there's a part of Naboo that's in Plaza de España in Seville. Yeah. That's Attack of the Clones. Yeah, so we, there was certain bits when you also solo a Star Wars story was um, part of it was filmed in Southampton. Yeah, in Forley Power Station, which has since been demolished. Not because of solo, it was, I think it was going to be demolished anyway, and then they got in there before that. But it was really interesting hearing. There's a lot of cool stuff I didn't really know about, and they did have some quite funny anecdotes and things like that. So they were really trying. No slight on them. It, it was just they clearly and also they're just a smaller panel like I mean we went and saw that instead of seeing the Lucasfilm one everyone else was seeing the Lucasfilm one yeah it's like the biggest panel there was like barely any people in there I mean it was a bit of a shitty slot for them to be given to be honest yeah it was almost just for something for people to do while almost everyone else is at the Lucasfilm stuff and I was having an ahhing about the Lucasfilm thing because what I didn't want to do is ask because Megan was really interested there's only three panels over Star Wars Celebration that really grabbed Megan two of them were today and one of them is tomorrow but the one tomorrow is drag in Star Wars but it clashes with the only panel that I refuse to miss and that's the High Republic panel it's literally the only yeah. one I've been talking about and then about. these two panels that we went to today clashed with Lucasfilm one I was like this is like 
what the fuck is this? Like Megan took effort and looked at all the panels and stuff and said, I made these a spreadsheet. She's like, these three are really interesting to me. And I was like, those three are the only ones that clash with anything. So when we got a style celebration, I thought, well, it's because Megan's spending four days doing this thing primarily for me, and especially because she's missing the drag one, which would probably be her top choice because of the High Republic thing, it's fair to watch these things for her. But also, I knew that the Lucasfilm panel, although there's a little bit of stuff that has not yet been released, most of it is just announcements. And literally, when we were waiting for another panel, which I'll get onto in a minute, we had about an hour to kill. And I was just on Twitter, and I just there's a couple of people. Um, I think Four Center, Styles Explained, and a few other people on Twitter. They were doing threads during the during this hour and a half Lucasfilm presentation. So you just go on their Twitters, and you can just see literally word for word what was mentioned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we saw the Styles locations. That was really cool. And then we saw a second one, which is Star Wars made in Italy, which obviously is Megan's half Italian. That was quite interesting to her, and I have an interest and that kind of thing and there's these two chaps who are from a libri and comics i think they're called and they're basic basically this group of there are two chaps there but there's a group of eight of them i think and they are like heavily responsible for a lot of the italian star wars stuff so like they push for a lot of comics to be uh, translated they have a lot of communication with a lot of the italian individuals in star wars primarily a lot of comic book artists like paolo villanelli who i spoke to on genuine chit chat last year giuseppe came coley there's lo- loads of them they, they went for like 10 or 11 uh, comic artists they spoke about in more depth the detail of what was filmed in Italy because in the Star Wars locations the first one it was like a general overview and lots of lists of where things were filmed and a few photos whereas the Italy one really honed in on the history of the Naboo um, the temple they used in Naboo the more details we said about Mount Etna with the Mustafa stuff they detailed that in the, the Made in Italy one and there was the what's it called the, the, the do, Dolomites the Dolomites the Dolomites so um, it was one of those things that it was it was one of those things that I found it really interesting and it was obviously quite a bit of comic book stuff and you found it quite interesting even though you're not very fussed by the comics as well, aren't you? Yeah, I thought it was going to be more about locations and then it went into comic books. Excuse me. Um, half about locations, half about comic books. It was 15 minutes of locations. Oh, really? 20 minutes of locations. Yeah, the rest of it was comic books. I suppose they did finish a little bit early, didn't they? So Yeah, it was It was interesting. I found it quite interesting. So Yeah. Um, and so we had that and then we wandered around. Um, we had a look at you know some of the vendors. There were a couple of places that were so busy. It was just... It was a bit awful. stressful. It um, was a bit anxiety-inducing, the amount of people... But only in certain places. There's like choke points to certain places. There's like certain areas which were so rammed, you literally got stuck in a gridlock. Yeah, and the, then the, other the, places, you're completely fine. The problem is, is that they haven't got a system in place for walking around. So if they had like a one-way system, or even just people, if you you just have to keep to the left if you're walking in a direction, then it would have been better. But yeah. They don't have that, but I guess it's difficult to control that amount of people. Especially when there's lots of cosplayers walking around and you've got little interactive droids and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like we saw R2 a couple of times. We, we saw, saw Chopper. Yeah, that was really fun. And lots of other cool things. So I saw like a droid, that, a protocol droid that resembled Triple Zero. Got a photo with um, them. So loads of really cool. You know, the cosplay was good. I think the major cosplay is going to be on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, both yeah. those are sold out. So it's going to be a lot of cosplay stuff, a lot of higher public cosplay stuff. Um, but we bought a couple of fun things. I bought a, a Cassantin, otherwise known as Black Cassantin, a Funko Pop. Um, because he debuted in the Afro comics and I love that and I said I wanted to get at least one Funko Pop or one collectible to um, remember my remember 
style celebration, so that was fun. Um, I got a Max Rebo t-shirt, which was cool. Megan got a sticker as well. I got a free sticker. Because she was being very enthusiastic at the making of Andor panel, which we'll get into in one sec. Um, <laughs> and then we also... I bought two t-shirts. I bought a an Camp Endor, Endor t-shirt mm-hmm. and I bought a Twin Sons t-shirt. Yeah, it was like a... It's a composite silhouette kind of one. It was really cool. They're both really cool t-shirts. So yeah, got a couple got of those. some badges. Yeah, some pin badges. You got the 3PO and 2 Ewok set for the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary. So that was fun. And then tomorrow I'm probably going to buy a few variant editions of the comics. And also on Monday I'm going to get a lot of things signed. But the two other things to talk about is the other panel we went to, which is the other main panel of the day, uh, or say main panel that, you know, hosted by Star Wars Celebration themselves, um, was the Making of Andor Series 1. Um, it was an hour long, and there's three panels at Star Wars Celebration that show the really big things. There's the Celebration stage, where everything is live, and you've got all the people coming out, and then the Twin Suns and Galaxy stages stream what's being shown in the Celebration stage to Twin Suns and Galaxy. So we were in the Twin Suns stage, and beforehand, uh, he was like a master of ceremonies. He was like an MC, like trying to get the crowd all hyped up. And you mm, were like, yeah. you were being quite enthusiastic and we were quite far back. I didn't think we'd get a sticker, but he was like, okay, I'm going to come to the back now. And he did. And then I went nuts and he came over and he was like, I hear you. And yeah. I was like, yeah, give me my sticker. So I got a sticker for being so enthusiastic. And then the guy, there was a guy in the row in front. He was like, oh, what? He was like, what did you get? <laughs> and then I showed him. He was like, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I uh, showed before my I showed sticker. a sticker. Um, but then it was an hour-long thing about Andor. There was Tony Gilroy on stage, Kathleen Kennedy, Diego Luna, and Nicholas Patel or something, who's the music guy. There was a guy called Luke. Then there was Luke Gilroy, who's Tony Gilroy's brother, who's the editor and producer. And then there was also there was one other chap whose name escapes me, who's the costume designer. Oh, and there was another guy, sorry, who's the... There's a costume designer, a set designer, or the main two guys who sort out the costume and set yeah. designs. The composer... There were seven people on stage altogether. Kathleen Kennedy, who's obviously Luxem uh, CEO or director or whatever it is, very high up, the highest. Uh, and then obviously Diego Luna, main actor, and Tony Gilroy, the showrunner. So it was really cool having their different perspectives. And they went through series one of Andor. We got like a little recappy thing that was really cool. And then hearing about their experiences, some of the locations and the themes that they did, where how certain things worked out. Whereas like, oh, we had constraints of extras in this scene but then we realise that actually makes more sense story wise if there are less people in this scene and therefore we actually made ch- change the script and that worked and they talked about the dam in Scotland where they filmed a lot of Andor yeah loads of really really cool stuff and then we got a little teaser of season 2 of Andor and well, I said, we can't tell you because it's a secret <laughs> fortunately it's a teaser there's not really much shown in there but we won't spoil it anyway it'll be released at some point I'm sure um, but it, when we came out of that we were both saying like I, I loved Andor you know I think Andor apart from Rebels is the best Star Wars show and it's arguably the best piece of Star Wars content that exists I'd say along with the original trilogy and Rebels but man it, after watching that I was just like oh, I just want to watch Andor again yeah it did make me want to watch Andor as well because you obviously like Andor when we were watching when we did our Mando review yesterday um, you said that you think you enjoy Man- Mandalorian more than Andor yeah because of Grogu yeah but like I think that kind of shit when it reminds you how good it was and I think that if we watched Andor again and we didn't have to watch it like week by week I think you'd probably enjoy it a bit more maybe because you'd lose some of that wind um, but much the, like now <laughs> yeah I have made Megan record at 10pm and it was a very long day it's gone 10pm mate it's 25 to 11 oof that's pretty late but the last thing the last things to say are the announcements for Star Wars Celebration so there's an Ahsoka trailer a teaser trailer that was released which we have since watched and so people should go check that out um, and 
you know, furthering my view of everyone needs to watch Star Wars Rebels. Um, that's all I'll say about that. There's been new movies released, um, which there's three of them. One's going to be Dawn of the Jedi, 25,000 years prior to the Skywalker saga. One's going to be something connecting with all the Mandalorian and um, Ahsoka shows and all that sort of stuff. That's by Dave Filoni. And then there's going to be another thing which is going to be set 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and there's a certain cast member that's confirmed to be in it so that's all quite fun all good fun stuff acolyte is going to come out 2024 which is the show i'm most excited for ahsoka's out august 2023 skeleton crew's out later in the year as well and the acolyte they apparently showed some footage for that but we didn't get to see that and we probably won't until a full trailer's out so that is a roundup of everything from the first full day of style celebration we'll try and do something like this again uh, tomorrow uh, and then probably someday but we will see well we definitely will as long as it's not 10 o'clock at night okay well next time we'll do we'll do the recording before we watch a movie that's fine cool but thank you friends so much for listening as always and obviously thank you to megan for agreeing to come to star celebration with me and also to doing these podcasts i do hugely appreciate it and i appreciate you especially when you get so excited by it all in day. yeah i like it i like it it's just draining oh it is convention it's draining just tiring well. my body aches every time i move it hurts yeah i know my love and we've got another three days of it um, but yes and tomorrow's gonna be more busy but thank you friends we really appreciate it i'll release this episode in i'll figure out but friends we appreciate you and we'll speak to you very soon bye This is you. No one could no We did actually. We saw um, we saw a bith, which is the species, uh, with a weird little instrument actually playing it, and loads of people watching around him. Yeah. And um, the song itself is actually called "Mad About Me," and the band is Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. Fun fact. <laughs> Megan's look at me so unimpressed. Then yeah, like, you didn't even be, you weren't even like Megan. What a lovely rendition of that song. It you started just off looked to me. Lovely. You're like yeah, a bit pitchy. I, I didn't say that I thought that but I mean it, it started off pretty good but then you started about an octave too high so when you had to then go up a few notes you <laughs> couldn't quite reach it this is the way nice um, but when we saw the, the bit there I was like oh it looks like Figure and Dan and you're like who? I was like, okay sorry um, but yes Star Wars Celebration Day 2 it feels like we've been here almost all week um, Whoa! but it's only actually two days so today it was more of a mic centric kind of day yeah. Uh, um, so we started off it, it, disgustingly early. Yeah, we left the accommodation at seven to get there. We got before there for eight. For, well, so openings at ten, but you can start queuing from eight. Allegedly, and we apparently got there for, for eight. Apparently, on the website it says you can't, you're not allowed to queue before eight. We get there at ten to eight, and apparently they let people start queuing at seven, yeah, which is really is, bloody annoying. Although that was the person that told us that was a bit of a tool. So he was a bit of an odd one. Um, <laughs> I don't think I told him about the podcast, so hopefully he won't find this. And if he does, maybe... Sorry, bro. Um, but it says there, if you actually queue up before then, 
Where is they, it? They said like, they literally won't let you in. It says that they'll put you in prison. I think that was a more of a joke, but <laughs> it still says you can't queue up before eight. And then we get there at ten to eight, and they're already started queuing, and there were loads of people in front of us. So we were there queuing for two hours before the place even opened. Fortunately, we met these two lovely chaps who I completely forgot to take any of their social media details. So one is Ken, and one is Jamie. So if you're out there, friends, please reach out. If you're listening out. to us. Please reach out. Hello, because yeah. we Mike gave you his card. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I actually gave out. Played with you. I, I think I gave out like five business cards today, which is quite good. Yeah, it says here, overnight queuing and camping is not allowed, and you may be sent to detention block AA23 if you arrive too early. I think that's a Star Wars joke, AA23. Eight, oh. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> that's, that's me being like, they'll send you to prison. Yeah, it's like... Um, AA23. In fact, two, that might three. be the one from Andor. Are you going to... I thought it was dead air. <laughs> Detention block AA23 Wikipedia. It was the thing in the Death Star. That's where um, Leia was held, wasn't it? Oh, well, how embarrassing. You thought me, it was real. Yeah, I thought it was real. I thought they were going to take you to like a little prison if you queued up too they early. They just open the door. They wouldn't let open the door and as soon as someone gets in there, like, okay, we've well, got you. Well, we've got you, enthusiastic fans. I know, they were doing a little jokey joke. Yeah, um, but anyway, so we get there early and um, we wait in the queue. And uh, as I said, uh, Ken and Jamie were lovely. We chatted to them for pretty much the yeah, whole two hours. Yeah, we spoke to them pretty quickly. And then yeah. they, yeah, we, we really spoke cool to them very, very briefly and quickly. And then... Then Ken asked if we wanted to play Sabok. Yeah, so Sabok. Because he had cards that he bought from Galaxy's Edge when he went to the States. Which, so. to be fair, I'm actually tempted to try and find some of them at Star Celebration yeah, was, if they got them. It, it it's a really fun. cool game, and it was like. It, but yeah, it's we quite basically. Simple. We, we were in the queue for two hours with them, yeah. and we played Sabok for maybe like an hour and a half and just chatted, and then after yeah. that, we just chatted, and then we went in. It was really pleasant. It made yeah. the queue go really quickly. It, it was really, really cool. And we kind of started a little thing because we all. Uh, we sat down, and then and Jamie and Ken, before we started talking to us, were like, oh, should we sit down? And then they sat down, and we just kind of watched. Yeah, it was a Mexican wave. That's, that's actually how the conversation started because no one else was stood, sat down. We were like the only ones. And I was like, we were walking into the thing and I was like, I'm not standing up for two hours. And Absolutely I was like, not. is there anyone else sat down? And this guy just was like, well, I'm going to sit down. And I was like, okay, well, you and me together then. Yeah. And that ended up being Ken, who we ended up sat next to and spoke to for the whole time. And it's solely because I made a comment <laughs> about whether or not people were going to sit on the floor. Yeah. And so we did, so if you can hear weird noises, we're staying in an accommodation. It seems like all our neighbors like dragging chairs across the room for literally like five minutes. And also minutes. the accommodation you can get. I think we said you, this. You said this yesterday, said so this I yesterday. wasn't going to say about the people next door. But I, was I was sleepy. People, I was sleepy. Yeah, the people upstairs are being very loud. They, they were dragging something around for about five minutes, and if their room's anything like the size of ours, I don't even know how. Mm. It took about thirty seconds to drag it from one end of the room to the other. But so apologies if you hear weird noises. I'll try and edit them out if possible. But um, yeah, not that weird. <laughs> um, but yes, that was quite cool. And then we spoke to this chap who has a German podcast called Bucketheads. And again, we started talking to him because of me. Yep, and I gave him my business card. As well. well. No, he gave he me photos. he gave me his business card. Because you said about the Euro He overheard that I was learning German. Yes. Um for work and then he he has a podcast in Germany um, yeah, in about German. Star Wars that's in German. Yeah. So he gave me his business card and he was like, "Oh, you might be able to improve improve your German." To be fair, if you did listen to a German <laughs> Star Wars podcast every day, you probably would actually improve um, your German. And then it, I spoke to him exciting. in German and he said that I had a good accent. Someone just tried to open our door. Yeah, this is the thing. Someone's trying to open the door that's attached to our room. Yeah. To be fair, we did that when we first moved in, so it's the curiosity of where does this magic door go? I think, I think go? they must have Oh, it sounds like There's a child doing it. They were the ones who were making the noise last night. When you were like after the podcast and you like fell asleep, or, like were falling asleep during the podcast. Um, <laughs> then I stayed up and tried to read a little bit, but I was quite tired as well. And at that point, the kids were being quite loud, and I was just like, oh, "This, this is too late for me. Why are they awake?" Anyway, um, 
but yeah, so Game of Biscard, we spoke to it because that guy was like, "Oh, is it okay if I take a photo of you guys playing Sabak?" Because I've not seen it before. Like, yeah, and we didn't get it. a picture of us playing Sabak, no, but he gave done. me his business card, so I'm tempted to message and the like, Instagram hey. handle and be like, "Hey, you took a picture of us playing Sabak. Yeah, could you send me the photo, please?" Yeah. So then we queued up really early because we wanted to get into the Ahsoka panel, and so this, <sighs> yeah, it was a bit of a palaver. So we went into a queue we got there pretty early but we were like right at the back of this queue uh, to go into one of the streaming stages we were the la- well we were like we, one of the last, the last handful people. of people that got into and queuing apart from a few people in accessibility no one got in for twin sons um for ages so the one of the streaming rooms. yeah yeah well, i think we detailed it yesterday i'm not going to delve into all that but basically uh, if you haven't got if you didn't win the lottery and get a ticket to get in which we have got one for tomorrow for sunday um for the villains of the sequel trilogy one but the thing is is that if you don't get it you have to basically queue up in a place and it's like there's no guarantee we'll get in but you might do and when we did that for andor we got in easily easily but and andor was at 3 p.m yeah. it wasn't the 11 a.m the, the ones in the morning are the big big ones yeah exactly and with the sissoka one it was we were in the queue and then everyone was getting a little bit antsy as it got closer and closer to the time it's starting and then it got to 11 o'clock and then the queue still hadn't moved at all like literally uh, also no during one. during this time we've got a guy next to us that will not stop talking yeah and he's he's nice enough he he openly said he was autistic openly said that he was autistic but even before he told me that he was autistic i was like this guy is autistic well he was he's a massive nerd which is fine but the problem is is that he was constantly talking about stuff he was interested in which was things like critical raw and vox machina which we aren't that into arrow and the arrowverse which i actually do not watch at all but then anytime we spoke about ourselves a little bit he would kind of either lose interest or start talking about something else although he said that i was doing the lord's work because i'm a teacher yeah but he did like to keep reminding everyone who came near him that he'd been going to Hong Kong for 15 years and it's going to be getting expensive and I was like okay um, but that was fine but it was quite annoying because we got up it was the one day we were like well, let's get up early let's you know go to the really early panel so we got up really really early we go there waiting in the queue for two hours to get in then to wait in another queue for Ahsoka for another hour then we were waiting 20 minutes after the panel started yeah this is the this is the this issue annoyed me. this and is I, the issue that I had with it so I don't care about the queuing that's not a problem for me my issue is the lack of communication from the people that worked there. Because a like, guy kept coming volunteers. up and talking to us. There was a guy that kept coming up and just having a conversation with the guy that was stood with us. Yeah. Um, he seemed nice enough. He was nice enough, but just the lack of communication and updates. Like, he would come over and be like, I have no updates for you. And it's just like, okay, but the panel's going to start in five minutes. How do you not have any updates? Yeah, and it was like, it takes more than five minutes to... Because we obviously, we queued at the same stage yesterday when we went into Andor. So I was like, from now if they let every single person in this hall in it will take like 15 minutes for us yeah. to even get to the stage and also because it's upstairs but yeah I'm like um, three flights upstairs then the other thing is that the Mike's got all of the things on Twitter and then he could see that the panel had started like it was like they're on stage they're talking about Ahsoka blah 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 it started however many minutes ago and then the guy came over i think at this point it started like 10 minutes ago yeah, and we were still in this queue and i was like i don't understand how they can possibly let us in to watch the streaming when it started 10 minutes ago because by the time that we actually even possibly get in there again considering we're at the back of this queue yeah it's just not plausible um 
And when I when we said it, we were like, the panel started ten minutes ago. The guy seemed surprised; he yeah. wasn't aware. And I was like, what? Like, like it started at eleven, and it's on the. So Mike and I stage. bailed. We were like, fuck this. We're leaving this queue. Loads of people were like, oh, oh my really? god, are, are you really leaving? leaving? The guy who was working there, the volunteer, was like, if I were you, I would just take the risk. And I was like, but there yeah, isn't there isn't there isn't a risk because we're not going to get in. There's not going to be space. And if we do, it's going to be over halfway through the panel being done. And it's just like I can't be bothered. I would rather go and get a coffee, have a second to breathe, and then go and queue up early for the next panel that we want to go to so that we can ensure that we get in. Which we did. Which we did. We did that. We left the queue, queued up for a Costa. Cheeky Costa, sponsor of these Star Celebration videos, because <laughs> the Mandalorian one we did as well, we had Costa <laughs> driving. Um, so yeah, we went and got Costa, we got into the queue, and... We ended up talking to this really nice guy. Yeah, Kieran. He was a really, really cool guy. Really, uh, really nice. And then we had really fucking good seats for the High Republic panel. It was brilliant. And like, Megan's not much of a fan of the High Republic because she's only it's read... It's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that I haven't... You read one book. It, it's no, it's not... I've read one of the books, yeah. And I know what happens... In broad strokes. In broad strokes. But it's not a TV show or a film no, it's comics and books so. yeah so it's not really content that I've absorbed but it was from the what one I've read thing. I've enjoyed but it was the one thing I said to Megan before we started Star Wars Celebration I was like the only thing I am desperate to see the only panel I cannot miss is the High Republic the panel. hilarious thing is is that it clashed with the panel that was to do with like dragon in Star Wars, in Star Wars which would have been really cool which would have be been really really cool I would have actually really liked to have but seen but the High Republic took precedence it was so. the only thing I said to Megan I was like lit- I don't care about anything else if we miss other stuff I don't care it's, it's the one thing of all else I cannot miss because I'm desperate to see it and I'm so glad um, so we went in the queue and we spoke to this guy called Kieran who's lovely he's on Instagram at the Avalon, Re- um, the Avalon Legion um, he does like minifig painting and stuff like that and he was such a lovely guy yeah he and was really really nice so sweet we were chatting because we were queuing up again about an hour before the panel and he yeah, was we really nice to him for like one of his good. mates came and chatted with us for a bit but his mate had never read the High Republic so he just when the queue started moving this guy left but he asked about the podcast took a business card Kieran asked about the podcast and Kieran seemed so interested by this yeah. uh, the Star Wars comics in canon slash genuine chit chat like really genuine like some people ask you can kind of tell they're asking to be nice but he actually was asking like follow up questions he was also just getting excited about certain aspects because like of like just what I kind of do and he was like well I don't have time to read all the comics or all the books things like that it got to the point that I ended up just going on my phone because they were just in depth in conversation I was like I can't contribute anything here because (laughs) you're talking about stuff that I've not (laughs) done I've not read and it was just it was really nice chatting with him and we were just in the queue with him the whole time and then we and if people uh, I'd say people check out on um, Instagram because that's where I've posted quite a few Star Wars pics there's a pic of us with him because we sat next to him uh, in the High Republic <laughs> yeah. panel it's like a really green tinted photo <laughs> there's two pictures well there's only one on your Instagram but there was two photos one of them's like red isn't it yeah it makes me think of a picture that you take with someone when you're in a nightclub <laughs> yeah exactly and then the other one was like bright green so it was like one or the other um, it was as the High Republic panel was starting but the High Republic panel was so cool and we heard all the High Republic authors talking. We heard about the next like two and a bit years of publishing of all the books. We got the names of them. Um, they introduced Alyssa Wong. So was, she's the uh, current author of the Dr. Afro comics, which I adore. And she's written a few other bits and pieces. But Dr. Afro have been like kind of linking it with the High Republic loosely. She's joining phase three of the High Republic. They told us about some exclusives that are coming out. Lots of really cool, interesting things. And it was a really fun panel, like for you as well, for someone who isn't really into the, the High Republic. You said you really enjoyed well, it. Well, it's not, again, it's not that I'm not into it. It's just that I've not consumed that much content of it because it's. It was two and a half years of reading. Content. But 
um yeah i enjoyed the panel i thought it was interesting i thought it was cool yeah um and i thought like the the banter that the people on the panel had was significantly better than the other ones that we've seen um but yeah i i enjoyed it thoroughly and then we got to see something which we missed in the lucasfilm showcase which was the first showing of um the friday which obviously we decided to go see the stars locations thing and the made in italy thing which i'm really glad we did go to the smaller panels because they a really appreciated it but b we learned loads, loads of cool stuff about yeah. where stars was filmed but in the Star Wars like lucasfilm showcase there was like an hour and a half of loads of stuff and in that they showed a teaser for the acolyte and i was like oh, the acolyte is like my number one most anticipated show more than any more mandalorian more than ahsoka more than any animated stuff like literally the acolyte is dark side stuff mixing with the period where the high republic turns into the prequel era jedi so i was like i'm so hyped for the acolyte i know very little about it and right at the end they turned off the live stream for um the people watching at home for high republic and like is the live stream done are they done with the live stream right special stuff on now here's a few extra things and oh it was so cool and we got to like we heard from the the showrunner slash director or showrunner writer uh, person whose name escapes me but she's the lead of um, the acolyte and then she said what was amazing is that she got to cast her wife in the show and brought her out on stage which is really cute and the acolyte trailer looks so good and i'm so hyped for it i just can't even explain leslie headland is, is the showrunner for the acolyte series yeah and what's amazing about it is like it's been it's been announced it was meant to be an exclusive for that panel alone but people took photos and then put it everywhere which is quite annoying because they specifically said it pisses me off and they have they have bouncers going around to double check like the guy who was like entertaining us before the panel started was like i don't obviously it probably is true because why would he malai but apparently three people have been kicked out of star wars celebration because they've not followed the rules yeah, because they were recording. filming they were recording stuff it's just they? so dicky just just be there to also like just be there to enjoy it that's why? what Kieran said the guy we were sat next to yeah like why why do you want to you be on your phone just just enjoy the whole fucking reason that you're there yeah exactly and they even said like in the high republic stuff they were like okay there are points in which you can take photos things like that but if there's certain things on the screen you can't and literally before they cut off the live stream because obviously the live stream you get to see anything everything anyway when they cut off the live stream they said right guys this is like super exclusive please no photos no videos no nothing and then literally seconds after the panel ended people posting about it and it's like that's quite annoying because it doesn't necessarily take away from us but it is like it's meant to be an exclusive for Star Wars Celebration, even if for only like a week or two beforehand. But, but big... it's not even that. It's also disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. Just follow what the person's asking you to do. Yeah. Like exactly. it doesn't. I don't understand why you feel the need to have to take a picture for... or have to film something. It's social media following. It's like some of the people who did it are Star Wars podcasts and things like that. And it's like obviously if you're the only person or one of the only people to post this exclusive, loads of people are going to be following you, going, "Oh my god, they're so cool," and commenting and blah blah blah. So it's really annoying because it is basically you're not really doing it for everyone else. You're kind of doing it to. You know, you're risking your own slot in Star Wars Celebration to take a photo basically for likes and follows, which is mm. quite annoying to me. Because I could have done that. My show is a lot smaller than most other people's shows, and I could have copped out and done that, but I want to respect where I am. And it feels quite annoying to me in a lot of ways where some of these people take these shortcuts you're not literally told not to do, and it kind of works out. But that aside, it's basically the reveal is, it's a minor spoiler for the Acolyte, uh, Vanestra Rowe is going to be in it, and she's... Um, she's one of my favorite characters in the high republic and i actually got a photo with a cosplayer and it's actually, funny because she was sat in front of us in the high republic panel and she was giddy 
when they came out with that announcement she was literally like, jumping like out shaking of her seat. and jumping and i even said to her before it started because we got there you know we got in like 15 minutes before the panel started and stuff and they started letting people in and i said to her i was like your vanessa Rowe cosplay is incredible and she was like really really nice about it and then mm. i found her later on when there was the high republic meetup and i got a photo with her so that's on my um social media as well um and i i think her instagram feed is happy campers cosplay i think it is um and they've only just started posting and things but she was so lovely and i said to her i was like you've really got in before anyone like because vanessa Rowe, she's not She's a main character of the High Republic, but she's not in pretty much any of the adult books. She's only in one young adult book. She pr- she debuts in the junior novels, which I think are banging, and I think the junior novels are actually mm. some of the best Star Wars High Republic stuff, but they normally get overlooked. But Vanessa Rowe is, like, such a cool, interesting character, but she's just, like, in the junior novels, and the Acolyte is specifically aimed for a more mature audience, like Andor is. So it's quite interesting they chose that character, but super hyped about that. That was really cool. So we saw the High Republic panel, and then there was some High Republic signing at the Forbidden Planet booth. So oh, that was a bull. That was a bit of a mess. Not nothing against the Forbidden Planet people who worked there. Who there like, was one guy there in particular who was fantastic, and I said thank you to him specifically. Oh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have uh, got it signed or anything like that. Um, but it's basically they haven't announced properly that what you're supposed to do is you need to go to the Forbidden Planet area to collect a ticket in order to then go back later to queue up for signing because they only give out like 50 tickets really because the authors they haven't made that announcement they haven't made that aware nope not Um, on social media not on like there was literally no and also someone was there the day before yesterday yeah and they were like they didn't do this yesterday so obviously it's just something that they've done because obviously it must have been chaos they should just put a sign up which is annoying well there's there's many situations where they put a fucking sign up like when we went to Costa and I couldn't scam a bloody app they should have put a sign up but that's regardless but that's minor compared to like actually being unable to do it because but anyway like one guy really helped us out yeah so well it's because I kicked up a fuss so we got there in a calm British way you weren't being mean no I wasn't being a dickhead but I was just being forceful Um, so we got there we don't have tickets and I was like okay well is it possible for us to queue up regardless and if we get in we get in and if we don't we don't like Mike was like we don't have to queue up like if we can't get in and I was like no don't worry about it like we will just queue up and if we can get in then we can get in because I was the one that started this conversation there was a guy an American guy that was in front of us so I was like right you go in front because you were here first and then we will be next um so we managed to do that and we did manage to get your stuff signed yeah um but that's only because i was mildly forceful about it i was <laughs> i was like well that hasn't been announced blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. like can we just queue up anyway yeah and it was like- then there was an american woman that worked for that store and she was a bit of dickier um she wasn't bit more as, short. she was much shorter than the as in not height wise as in being short <laughs> she wasn't just a short woman she was slightly ruder than the the other guy the like, other guy was british and as we often say like Brit- unfortunately one of the things of being british um and more specifically i think the english uh, and to a degree the welsh is we are over polite it's not even so much that she, he was over polite he wasn't over polite he was trying to be forceful he was showing he was authority he was being firm so it wasn't even a case that he was being polite he was that he was being too polite he just i think has a better way with words yeah the woman came across as quite rude and yeah. abrupt and i don't know if that's because she was more with the author's signing and he was specifically forbidden planet Mm -hmm. but yeah like she came up to us and was like are you the end of the ticketed and we were like no we're the start of the non-ticketed and then automatically as soon as she we said that she was like okay well you might not get in 
Mm. And it's like, okay, but there's still 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's only like 20 And also I, I can literally see the first author. Yeah, exactly. They're just around the corner. So we're going to make it. We had like, by the time Mike got his stuff signed, there it's was like still another five, 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. And so quite um, a few people, and I managed to get, and what I've done is I've written, I got some Star Wars postcards for Christmas in a calendar uh, that my mum got me. And I, I ripped, I've been ripping that up per month, but then I had an idea which I wrote a personal note to each of the High Republic authors. Um, basically, so when I get the stuff signed, I can give them this little postcard that they can kind of be a keepsake because a lot of the High Republic authors, although at Star Wars Celebration it seems like quite a major thing, when you think about it, the High Republic is still quite minor. And even at the High Republic, like um, even at Star Wars Celebration, there was only it was one room whereas all the other shows you know it was like, one room it was a big room yeah but it wasn't the biggest and it wasn't like streamed anywhere else it, it was streamed online but it wasn't like you know the ahsoka st- the ahsoka stuff or bad batch or anything like that like because it's all printed and comics it's lesser known so all the high public authors are always saying how much they appreciate the fandom and people making effort and cosplaying so i thought it'd be nice um, and kind of memorable for some of these authors that while they're having somewhat of a stressful day especially in signing where they're just being given book after book after book to sign it would be nice for me to write, you know, to whoever. Well, I mean, and Claudia Gray was ill as well. She had laryngitis. She had laryngitis and she still went. She could barely, at the panel, she barely could speak. So <laughs> Michael Siglain had to take over. But obviously, Claudia Gray I had on the podcast. Kevin Scott had on the podcast. I'm getting stuff signed by Kevin uh, tomorrow. But with Claudia Gray, like I said to her, I was like, oh, are you on my podcast a little while ago? She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So she was like nodding. And I said, I don't know if you remember, it's about two and a half years ago. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, Whether or not it's true, if she remembered, who cares? But <laughs> it was like, it was really nice. And when I gave her the postcard, she like looked really like taken aback by it in a good way and she was like because she could barely talk she was like putting her hands on her heart right doing gestures to say really thank you and also i said i bought this graphic novel that's non-star wars after our conversation because she recommended it and things and i got her to sign that too so she was like really appreciative and each of these postcards i've written i've like personalized i'm not just gone to blah 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 high republic's great i love it thank you mike you know i've specifically attuned it to each thing they've released and i did it for george mann who's only just kind of entered the high republic and he was like super chuffed by it he was like, oh my god thank you so much this means a lot and i was i said to him i was like i know you're only new into it but the content i've read of yours is fantastic it's as good as the rest and i really love the fact that you're part of this initiative and he looks really emotional about it and mm. it's like a lot of these authors you know if you're a star like anyone who en- who is in a star wars movie you'll always get people coming up to you and saying oh yeah. i love you and this but i think the authors kind of and, and some of the comic book artists kind of get overlooked i mean i have more followers than some of the comic book artists how insane is that like i have more followers on social media than some of the people who literally draw the comics i review it doesn't make any sense yeah but it just shows how overlooked they are so that was really nice getting that stuff signed and then shortly after that um i bought a couple of comics that was cool some variant ones uh that was good fun and then we went and got a photo up with warwick davis because i bought that for megan as a treat um, because obviously she's agreed to do this four day star wars celebration thing um when she likes star wars but obviously nowhere near as much as me so it's much more of a me weekend so i wanted to buy a little something and obviously warwick davis plays wicket the ewok which is megan's favorite star wars character he's also obviously in all the other Star Wars films as well, which is cool. He's also Professor Flitwick in Harry Potter. And a grip hook. Yeah. And, and like hook. another goblin as well. Yeah. And he's great. Um, and he's, you know, essentially he's British acting royalty, really, in my view. Like he's done so much for the film industry. And the fact that he's like a little person and has done all these amazing things like Willow and stuff. And obviously our tortoise, Wicket, is named after Wicket. So I got a photo op with him. And I'm glad we did it. It was cool. We shook his hand and he actually... We only got about 15 seconds it, with him. It was... So quick. It, it was unfathomably speedy. Like, 
I'm really glad that we did it. I'm really, really happy that I got to meet him, got to shake his hand, got to tell him about our pets. But like Mike did that, he spurred it out. It was just too fast. Like genuinely, you go in, you put your bag to one side, you walk in, they say, right here, cheese, snap, right next. It was so disgustingly fast. Like, the the I don't obviously know how much it cost. Mike paid for it. He also paid slightly extra so that we could also get the digital copy in case anything happened to the like original print, which is really good. I'm glad. I'm happy. But it is insane that it, it's it cost nearly a hundred quid. Nearly a hundred pounds for literally less than twenty seconds. Yeah. It is insanity. And then when we were queuing to go onto the train to go back, we heard some. I well, I heard someone talking about photo ops and like behind me, and they were talking about whether or not it's fast or whatever. And I was like, it is really quick. We had one with Warwick Davis. Blah 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 blah. And then there was a guy next to me and he was like, yeah, I had the same experience. I had a picture with Hayden Christensen and he was like, and it was done in like less than 15 seconds. And I was like, and Hayden Christensen one was like 230 pounds. Yeah, it was insane. Like, same it's, as you it's a ridiculous amount of money and it's just extortionate. I, I just don't understand how they can justify allowing people to spend that amount of money for literally seconds. Yep. It is ridiculous. Like I said to Mike, what they should do is just have let. I know it obviously would make less money, but not everything's about fucking money. Like they should have less, less slots available so mm-hmm. that you can actually have a conversation with them. Like I'm not asking for like a five minute conversation, but for me to just be able to say thank you so much for everything you've done, Harry Potter and Star Wars both mean a lot to me like wicket especially means really a lot to me because it's one of the things that really got me back into star wars and it's what you and i bonded on our our tortoise is named after wicket like just being able to say that without having to say it in one fucking quick breath like i did with the republic authors like when i got them signed it was a bit of a rush but i had a minute or so with them so i i could actually see yeah like even just give me a minute like give me a minute a minute and a half max to just say thank you mm-hmm. for and like why we got this and why we got the photo op like i feel bad like there was one guy that we saw who had maybe like six or seven photo ops like he was showing like, like a grand. the person he must have spent an extortionate amount of money because one of the ones that he had was with was with with you and mcgregor like and that one in itself is 230 pounds so it's just like it's just it's just ridiculous that wound me up a bit yeah, nothing. But I'm, I'm. It's nothing against Warwick. I was really happy to meet Warwick Davis, and I got to shake his hand, which I'm super happy with, and I loved it. And I'm so happy and appreciative that Mike got us that. I just don't think it's right that they can charge people that amount of money for something that literally lasts seconds. If it was like. 20, if it was 30 quid, I think it was 30 quid for people who are at the lower tier, because like there were be, there were essentially three tiers. It was about 70 quid, which was Warwick Davis, Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge, who I was tempted to get, um, and a couple of others. And then there's middle tier, which is like 130, 140 quid, which is like Jean Carlo Esposito, Mads Mikkelsen, some of the middle people. And then there was the upper tiers, which were 180 and 230 odd quid, which were like you know, Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor, Ashley Eckstein, who obviously plays Ahsoka in the animated shows, who is you know very important to Star Wars. But the fact that she costs so much money, like... It's fantastic quid. she is. She's a voice actor. Yeah, so it's like the photo with her, in my opinion, isn't as 
recognizable in a lot of ways as it is with you know warwick davis or hayden christensen so also my view is that i think autographs should cost more money because an autograph you can resell that there's there's no way we could resell the photo of us with warwick <laughs> davis no one's you like gonna buy picture that picture of these two random people with warwick, warwick davis. davis exactly whereas autographs like if you get someone to sign something and they autograph it and don't say to whoever that will then increase the value of said thing. So I understand with autographs, if you want to charge extra to try and discourage people from scalping or from getting loads of stuff signed and just selling it off, I can understand autographs costing more money because also, from what I've heard from other people, autographs and what I experienced at the uh, High Republic signing, you get you more actually time with get them. A f- yeah, while they're signing stuff, you can actually talk to them. So if you give them three things to sign, you get maybe 30, 40 yeah. seconds. And don't, don't get me wrong, I fully appreciate that it is a long day for the people that are doing these because... Oh, yeah. Like, looking at the schedule, just using Warwick Davis as an example, because that's the person that we met, Warwick Davis was doing autographs in the morning from, like, 10 until 3, and then he went straight to photos from 3 until whenever that finished, and then he's doing autographs again tomorrow. So I completely understand that it is also a really long day for those people, but I just... It upsets me that we've... it's kind of like the whole Moana thing, really. Like Disney making a Moana live action when it's completely unnecessary. It's just them trying to get as much money as feasibly possible. And for and the frustrating thing is, is that they know that people are going to pay for it because they want they like fans love it. And as a franchise that's like, yeah, we love the fans, we love the fans so much. It's kind of infuriating especially because how much it costs to get into celebration well well, this is this is the thing like we've already spent like a good what 250 pounds to go to star wars celebration each plus travel plus accommodation plus travel plus plus accommodation plus food plus like i mean i mean we've been taking food with us so that we don't have to spell it spend it at the excel census we've saved money that way but then like plus merch like i mean i bought two t-shirts and some pins that cost me 90 pounds mm-hmm. so like i'm not trying to be like oh this is all the money that i've spent but it's just frustrating that they can charge that amount of money for an autograph or for a photo yeah as i said photos i think should be worth less than all especially if it's going to be that quick it should be worth less money and it should be i don't 30... i don't even have a problem with the price so much it's, it's the fact that it was so fast i think if it was only 30 quid though you wouldn't be so fussed about it being so quick it would be somewhat expected but it's like if it was 30 quid for lower tier people 50 quid for mid tier and then maybe 90 to 100 quid for like you mcgregor or hayden christensen i'd get it but like Spending basically two hundred and fifty odd quid. Well, I mean, with the you and Mc- photo with you and McGregor, and especially because you're going to well with say, the you and McGregor one, you weren't even allowed to stand next to him or touch him or anything. Or touch like you weren't allowed to shake hands with him. You weren't allowed to stand near him. You had to be stood on the other side of an R two D two, well, on the other side of R two D two, um, because of um COVID regulations for the film that he's in the middle of doing. So there's strict like germ stuff, mm-hmm. but the people who had that only got told. The day before, before, which is ludicrous. I just, it it frustrates me. I'm really happy that we did it. I'm super, super jazzed. I'm so happy that I can say that I've met Warwick Davis. I got to tell him about, Mike got to tell him about our pets. So like, that's great. And he said he had a... And he said that he had a dog called Wicket and a tortoise called called Willow. Um, So that's great. I just wish there was enough time for me to just kind of gush over the person who I... I genuinely love Warwick Davis, so yeah. it's a bit it's a bit saddening, but it is great. It was great. I loved it. We're I'm hoping happy. we're hoping if he's at the autograph table tomorrow. He's at the autograph table from ten until one or ten until two tomorrow. So 
the, earlier we got to meet Wedge Antilles. Yeah, Dennis Lawson. Um, I just went up to him and said, we, no one was there. No one just... was in his queue. So we just went up. Mike got to say how much he appreciated him. So I'm hoping that maybe some point tomorrow, Warwick Davis's queue might be less busy or none at all. And we can just go up and be like, hello, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done because you're great and then I can have my piece. Yeah. <laughs> but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because you'd expect, because a photo up costs more money and because it's a photo with the person, you would expect you get more time with someone to have a photo than it's you would It's genuinely the, the fastest photo I've ever had done ever. It's faster than if we, you and I are taking a selfie by ourselves somewhere. It was faster than well, me having... photos. Well, it was faster than me having my picture taken at prom. Yeah, exactly. It's insanity. <laughs> and it's, you know... And a lot of people afterwards were like, oh, that's a bit quick you know well even I mean? the people behind us were like oh right and they were like he seemed a bit grumpy because and i was like well yeah i'm not surprised because he's also being treated like a factory yeah and also like the flash is really bright and it is he's super getting bright. flashed in his face every 20 to 30 seconds like i mean we were in group three for photos that's three out of four groups and there were like lots and lots of people it's like three to four and that wasn't even sold out like so it's like one or two flashes in your eyes like every minute yeah. for like an hour so it was like it would be taxing and you can understand how taxing it would be on someone so you know that although it was really good we're glad we did it it was just a little bit of a shame in that regard yeah. um, then after the Warwick Davis um, stuff I think we yeah so we said hi to Wedge Antilles oh then I got to meet <laughs> <laughs> so I have this thing about Jar Jar and I always make the joke about Darth Binkus. Things after I told you about the script changes. And yeah, yeah like, when Mike first told me that Darth Binkus was a possibility of a thing, I've just clung to that idea. Like the fact that there's like a Sith Lord and it's Jar Jar, Jar becomes a Sith Lord. And that's the re like, it's like a conspiracy theory, isn't it? That Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith. And that's the reason that he encourages people to give the Senator ultimate power. Yep. Um, and it just makes me laugh. So it's a continuous joke now that Darth Binkus. And when we we came to London on Thursday, my brother lives in London, so we went to my brother's house for dinner on Thursday. And I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet Darth Binkus, like as a, as a fucking joke. And then today, as we're walking to go somewhere, I audibly gasp because I'm like. <gasps> She didn't cough at I that time. Cough. That was so over-exaggerated that she actually made herself cough. <coughs> Have a drink, you little weirdo. Um, audibly gasp, because who do I bloody see? Darth bloody Binkus. Someone was cosplaying. Someone was cosplaying as Darth Binkus, and I was just so ecstatic. To the point, right, that I gasped so loudly that a guy near me looked at me, and I was like, oh my god, it's Darth Binkus! <laughs> and then he looked at Darth Binkus and then started laughing. And then I had to go over and be like, can I have a picture with you, please? Because... This this is just fantastic. Um, I also took a picture with someone who was dressed as a Wookiee, and that was a really cool cosplay. Um, but yeah, then I messaged my brother being like, I just met Darth Binkus! Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? It was so good. <laughs> and then we went to, um, we went and met, we went to outside for a breather, because it was, it was so, it's a lot to deal with. Like, it it's, is it's quite stressful. Um, in, in a good way, it is fun, but it is intense, as Megan said. So, we went outside to have a breather and a chill, and Alex and Molly of Star Wars Explained, who obviously we spoke, we had the pleasure of speaking with last year on the podcast, and 
Um, they're lovely people and Styles explained is one of the reasons I started my Styles podcast he inspired me um, and they recognised us yeah which was lovely yeah uh, Molly was just like I always recognise a couple because that's different and it makes me think of us so she was like I actually remember you yeah which was cool cool. so we went uh, we basically they had a panel but because the Warwick Davis photo was at the same time as the panel we couldn't go to it but that was their, their panel ended up being like fully Fully booked, bef- fully, like fifteen minutes before even. So I, we probably so, wouldn't yeah, have even got into it, but potentially not. But um, yeah. So we we went to their meetup because they did like a fan meetup out the front of um Star Wars Celebration at the XL Center in the the entrance. So we waited there for a little while, had a breather, had something to eat and things, and then some um, of my sausage sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, like, I need to cook some more sausages for tomorrow. Yeah, we can do that when I'm showering. <laughs> uh, a bit fun of admin there, uh, life admin, not 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 just podcast admin like I normally do. Uh, but yeah, that was that was cool. We spoke to them. Like, it was a we went in the queue and things it was like a, a like a circle queue oh my god it was chaotic there was no order to it they literally stood there and people circled surrounded them, them. like hyenas but no one was prey. like no one was, was pushing horrendous. or being rude that was the weird thing everyone was being like overly polite which was actually yeah. kind of more annoying because there were these moments when someone said thank you and left and it was like waiting for the next person to step forward I mean when Mike managed to get in he was like can I just um chip in here <laughs> yeah can I just push in and everyone and no one else said anything because it's like a bunch of introverted nerds which is fine <laughs> but you know and so I said oh hi and I was like you may or may not remember us um, but me and Megan we actually had you on our podcast last year it was genuine chit chat and so I was like, oh yeah, yeah we remember you blah blah and I was like you know just thank you again it's so good to meet you in person all, all that kind of stuff and they were giving out pin badges as well so we've got a couple of those which yeah is cool. I put them on my lanyard yeah and um, all my badges and we also um, I tagged them in Instagram and they put it on their story which is sweet so really really cool to meet those guys in person they're, they're such lovely people the only thing is literally just they need someone almost like me to be really loud near them and just be like right anyone who's here to meet Molly and Alex let's get in a straight line let's be British about this British yeah. know how to queue okay just get in a straight line and then you'll get through people easy if you're surrounded it's just so hard it was, it was chaos and we had to kind of I mean I, I, I shoved my way through um, there was a guy behind us with a fantastic moustache. Oh, and it was like a tartan suit and he, things. They and were, his partner his was very funny They were both well. really, really nice. Um, and They're very funny. They're making I, comments. We, they, I, we overheard them talking about how people don't know how to queue. Um, people that aren't from England. Yeah. Or people that aren't from the UK don't know how to queue. And I was like, yeah. And then I spoke about Italy not knowing how to queue because obviously I'm half Italian. Um, and then when I started shoving in front of people, I was like, I'm using the half Italian side of me. <laughs> yeah. Like we were like aggressively I wasn't shoving, shoving in front like of people. Was I was gap. kind of like filling the gaps like yeah. you do when you're trying to get to the front of a bar. Yeah, exactly. It was just like that. Um, I was but- like, I'm not standing out here for hours to no. meet. Well, especially because it was Alex like, and Molly. Well, it's funny because the High Republic, it, it, the High Republic meetup thing was going to be an hour after Alex and Molly's meetup, but they were a little bit late getting there, which is fine because things get in the way and stuff. And it well, was, yeah, their panel, the their of- panel finished at half four, and then I imagine people spoke to them at the end of the panel, and then where the meetup place was that they'd said it was literally on the other side of the XL, yeah, which it no is quite. It's quite a, a hefty walk, especially when you're having to manoeuvre your way through. It's five ten minutes without streams crowds. of people. Because we we went there from the fan stage on the first day. It was like five or ten minute walk from there without crowds. So with crowds, excluding even people stopping them to say hi and try and take photos, because Alex and Molly are so sweet, they wouldn't be like, no, sorry, we need to be somewhere. They will just stop and talk to anyone yeah. who wants to talk to them, which is fine because they're lovely people. But that was really cool. Then we saw the High Republic uh, cosplay meetup and saw loads of people dressed. That guy up as was characters. getting interviewed. What's his name? 
Mike Michael Mike Siglane. He's the like all, he's like the creative, the senior like creative behind. <laughs> he was the getting interviewed, thing. and I deliberately walked behind him and then looked at the camera. So there might be a little snippet of me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, on the internet. And then I got a cool photo with the person who played Vanessa, who was cosplaying as Vanessa, that we sat behind at the High Republic panel because I wanted to say to her because there were quite a few Vanessa cosplayers, and I think she was probably the best one. And she, yeah, she really. Uh, like embodied how I view Vanestra and from the small amount of concept art we have from that so it was really cool Where's saying the picture hi to that her. we saw of her she was bald that's because Is she always bald no 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 she has long purple hair like you saw yeah. but in the uh, in the books she's the she's a, a Jedi prodigy so right. she's the youngest Jedi Knight ever she's like 17 and a Jedi Knight and her the other people who grew up with her in the younglings in the temple they're not even Jedi yet right and she already has a young she she took on a youngling right got you, uh, took got on you, a padawan so there's one scene in one of the books where she's talking to a friend of hers Reith Silas and he's still a padawan and she has a padawan learner yeah and he's a bit like God, I don't know how I'm gonna ever like live up to her because she's so above anyone else mm. she's like I think she's the youngest Jedi Knight in like centuries and if you think Obi-Wan in The Phantom Menace was 25 Mm. and she's eight years younger than him and already has a, a padawan so yeah so i think that when we it's the first seeker in a century <laughs> when we see her in nice <laughs> harry potter reference when we see her in the acolyte it's like decades afterwards and it's meant to show her matured it's like a bit like ezra in rebels you know he shaves all his hair off in series three yeah, yeah, yeah. um but that was just really cool and then by that point it was like five ish at that like... point so so where we'd gone outside to go and do the meet and greet type thing with alex and molly from star wars explained you leave the XL and in order to get back in, you essentially have to loop around the entire thing again. Um, Mike was like, can we go to the... Well, you mentioned earlier, before we go, can we go to the loo? And then we were both like, well, yeah, let's just go to the train station. We'll just yeah. go now. Um, and then we came back, had some food. And then we food. came back, had some food. I had to cook rice in the microwave. Yeah, because we haven't got a bloody oven here or anything, or hob or anything. Um, just one microwave oven. Uh, and then we had some food and started recording. So... That has been a roundup of day two. Yeah, so, I didn't buy any much today, did I? No, I you got a buy, sticker. Oh uh, yeah, I got a free sticker. You got quite a few, you got quite a few photos actually of cosplayers. I did get a few I got, photos. I got of one with Doctor Afra or a Doctor Afra cosplayer. Oh yeah, I got a picture with an Ewok as well, but that Ewok is a bit creepy. Yeah, giant bug eyes, which is one. Well, thing. not only was he giant bug eyes, but also when I say he, I'm assuming it was a he. I don't know because it, that person was in an Ewok costume. Um, just the position of their arm and hand when they took the picture with me. A bit too low. It was a bit too low for my liking. Like when they put their arm around me, I was like, mm, not sure I'm liking the positioning of your arm, but it could have just been accidental. Or restriction of the outfit. Or restriction of the outfit. Probably being a bit of a perv. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, got loads of cool pictures of cosplayers. Megan saw Darth Binkus, which is funny. I'm so fucking excited to see Darth like, Binkus. Lots of great I, can't, like, I cannot express the amount of joy that I had when I saw Darth Binkus because I just think it's a joke yeah I just think it's a hilarious joke I'm adamant that Jar Jar is Darth Binkus because no one's that stupid you can't go from being Jar Jar in episode one to suddenly having all of the power to give to Senator Palpatine um he's Darth Binkus I just think it's it's so so funny seeing Darth Binkus is probably the highlight for me so far like obviously meeting Warwick Davis is definitely the highlight but out of cosplayers seeing Darth Binkus just because of the lunacy and and like unexpected the unexpectedness of seeing Darth Binkus because when I as I said when I mentioned it I've always adamantly said as a joke I'm gonna meet Darth Binkus yeah it's so funny the the, the one thing that will make 
this whole weekend complete is if I see someone dressed as Keir Fisto. Yeah. Or an Autolan. Or just an Autolan, yeah. I will... My head will explode. Yeah, that would be so cool if you get a photo of someone who does that. Um, I just knocked the mic, so sorry, guys. Um, But... Yeah, it was, a really, it was a really fun day. Today was my favourite day of the two so far. Like, yesterday was great, got to see Andor, all that kind of stuff. But yesterday was just a lot. Whereas, after having... I feel less tired today than I did yesterday. Even I found though we yesterday, got way earlier and what I found yesterday more exhausting than today. I think, but I don't know if that's just me getting into the swing of being well, at a convention. Yesterday was quite overwhelming for me. Well, I'd say when people... if people Because I've been to Star Celebration before and I've been to lots of other conventions and I'm generally all right in crowds. But even me, I was, at times, I was a bit like, this is a bit much. Um, but with celebration or any other comic cons or anything if anyone has not been before especially or if you have been before or anything i'd always recommend where possible get going for two days at least because the first day is really just kind of making your way wow it's almost like when you go on holiday when you go on holiday it would be a lot of cramming in if you only go for one day and i did it for one day last time i mean just just queuing up for the official merch area took about 50 minutes to an hour yesterday it was like an hour and a half in total from starting to queue to actually leaving after buying it was like an hour and a half just to buy some merch and like pretty much everything you want to do there you have to be queuing for like an hour before so it's like it's not enough time and doing it for two days it's kind of like a holiday when you go to a new place the first day you're there you don't really do much you're just kind of wandering around getting your bearings like adjusting to stuff mm. and that's what a convention is like because like, after we've been there we now know where everything is but the first day it was like where the hell is this thing where's this thing where's this thing I want this I want that I need to buy merch so I'd always recommend to people do two days at least um, yeah like and I mean there's so much stuff that we still haven't done like we haven't gone to the Funko Pop area or the lego area and we haven't been to the lego area and i haven't and we've only looked around the merch stuff once because it was so much to deal with and i kind of want to get i want to see if i can get any more rebel stuff yeah i mean i won't be going to the official merch store again because no no because mike's got a light speed ticket i didn't get one so i've i've done my slot at the merch store so if i want anything i'll just ask mike to get it when he goes tomorrow yeah with Mitchell but because a friend of ours is joining us tomorrow but yeah i'd like to go around the other things and i think there's one shopping area that we've still not been to yet yeah because we, we haven't came had out, a proper look at when we came out of the high republic panel we came out of that area and we hadn't really been around there much yeah. i think on monday it'll be the because monday all i really want to do is get some signed stuff by the high republic authors potentially see the bad batch panel in the morning and aside from that i'll just kind of wander about and like mm. have the last kind of things because also monday's going to be the least busy and it's not sold out either um but yeah really fun day this is my favourite so far lots of unexpected cool things really great fun I got in the higher public panel which is the one thing I wanted Mega met Darth Binkus got some <laughs> stickers like, it, was, it was just a really really cool fun day this was like the epitome Darth apart from Binkus. the first like apart from just the Ahsoka thing that was the only letdown and the brief thing of Warwick Davis but even waiting in the queue with those people and like today we spoke to so many different people yeah. and even though that guy in the queue for Ahsoka was a bit annoying he wasn't like mean or anything and then there was that other guy that just jumped in on the conversation was like did I hear you're from Southampton and I was like we were like yeah and he was like I'm also from Southampton and we yeah. were like alright hi people like <laughs> people are just nice and it's nice to be surrounded by lots of people who are really passionate about Star Wars even though when I talk to people I realise I am actually I know quite a lot more about Star Wars than a lot of other the thing is is that i also feel like that though like they're like i've overheard people being like who's that and i'm like it's it's a soaker mm. like there's there's f- fucking shit tons of us there was so many people dressed up as a soaker oh today. yeah well, especially at the ending when we were outside waiting for alex and molly there was like the whole group there I think was like, like, there was like a group of like 10 Ahsokas. and there were like another 10 wandering around and stuff but yeah like yeah i mean it it's good for you because it means that you can get 
lots of the nerdy Star Wars stuff out that you don't necessarily always get to have conversations with me about. But I do know a surprisingly amount, a surprising amount of you recognize a lot of cosplayers. Like, yeah, cosplay the, the people you're like, oh my god, of it's Fennec Shand. I mean, well, you said Shenick fan, but yeah, it's pretty but I close. always say Shenick fan, and as soon as I say it, I know that it's wrong. Like, yeah, there were very niche costumes that I was able to be like, oh, that's that person. I know who that is. Mm. Um, but yeah, but like even just talking to some people, like I mean, the two guys in the queue. Who were lovely. Who were lovely. Shout out to them. But they were such cool guys. I think I've watched more Star Wars content than they have. Yeah, I think so as well. Like, just by some of the conversations. Well, maybe not. Sorry if you have seen more Sorry, than Sorry, Ken and Jamie. Oh. Um, but yeah, it, it <laughs> but was... you were great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was such a nice day. And just all the people we interacted with were so fun. It would be the German guy, Daniel, of the Buckethead podcast. Be it uh, Kieran of um, the avalon legion like all these people we spoke to really cool a great fun day this day really showed the kind of thing that i mean uh, even that guy that we were talking to in the queue for costa oh yeah he was a nice guy he's like an older gentleman and he just yeah he just overheard our conversation and was like oh they're doing this outside later on if you're looking specifically for this yeah and 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 then we were like have you seen anyone dressed as kit fisto and he was like i know people that do cosplay for kit fisto but i don't know if they're brought their stuff it's a hard cosplay to do it's very hard to do lots of twi'leks which have two leku but you know an autolan has like eight to ten tentacles normally so okay well that's what my mission is, is i want to find someone dressed as kit fisto we've got two fisto. more days i forgot to mention to you with the tales of the jedi it's been announced they're doing a series two for that which is unsurprising because mm. you know and some of the people on the twitter they were commenting saying i'm waiting for this guy's tales of the jedi and people posting gifs of um, kit fisto <laughs> could you imagine you've got a kit fisto tales of the jedi I'd be so happy. i don't think you will i think we'll get quinn and lost He's my but bae. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow we've got Villains of the Sequel Trilogy panel, and we've got um, a few other bits and pieces. Megan's probably going to go to like a, a Star Wars teacher panel, which is going to be quite interesting. Yeah, it's like discovering Star Wars in the classroom. Just while me and Mitch will go to um, the Lightspeed uh, lane of the Celebration yeah, Store. Yeah, I'd rather be doing something than, than just, just be waiting, stood waiting around. Yeah, exactly. And then I've got a few more signing things to do, but it should be a really fun day tomorrow again. Really excited, and today was today was just such a blast. It was, it was just was so really much good. fun. So uh, yeah, that's the end I'll be releasing this on the uh, on three different podcast feeds actually why 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 four including the YouTube yeah so it's going to be the Genuine Chit Chat YouTube channel Genuine Chit Chat podcast Styles Comics and Canon podcast on its own feed and also the Styles Comics and Canon podcast on the feed of Comics and Motion so all those places Um, it's going to be a little bit of admin for me to do tonight but um yeah, that's, these are the first two days of celebration and our little pre-ramble of a celebration we're waiting in the queue. And then we'll record our thoughts. I may do another one after Sunday and have that as its own thing and then another one on the Monday. Or I might do the two uh, for Sunday Monday together. I Who do not knows? know. We'll figure it out. But friends, I hope you enjoyed this very long rambly discussion on style celebration. Not concise at all maybe didn't even tell you any new information but we told you our experience and that's part of the fun yeah. if you enjoyed this please consider going to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat because you get this kind of thing when we go on holidays when we go see live performances when we see movies tv shows all kinds of things i now need to just figure out what order of my new t-shirts i'm gonna wear i deliberately bought two new t-shirts so i had a different star wars t-shirt for each day yeah so i've got my camp Endor one and i've got what was the other one? Oh, the twin sons one Yes, which is really cool. And I, I put I pictures of them. I think I'm going to wear Camp Endor tomorrow. Yeah, I put pictures of them on social media yesterday as well. And I got a really cool Max Rebo one. So that's my ninth Star Wars t-shirt. So I need to you know, not really buy yeah, anymore. Mike, I might get another t-shirt tomorrow, but it depends on if they have it in my size, which is yep. this really cool Ahsoka one. But we'll see. We'll I see if, if they don't have it there. We'll see if they've got it in Redbubble. But still, friends, we appreciate you listening. 
Thank you so much. And may um, the force be with you. Oh, you stole my line, but yes. Is that right? <laughs> may the force be with you. You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.